0: Hello, and welcome back to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles, and I'm extremely excited about our episode today. We are now recording episode 19 of Weathering the Storm, and season four on the Scattered Broad Network. Uh, it's amazing how fast this season has gone by, but I do hope and pray that every Thursday when you tune in to listen that that it's something that's uplifting to you and beneficial to you. And I just appreciate you so much uh, for listening to this podcast on a weekly basis. And again, I hope and pray that this season, especially this, this study of the book of Psalms, has been helpful for you in your personal study, in your walk with the Lord. I want to encourage you, if you haven't already, to go and check out the Scout Abroad Network, of which this podcast is a part. You can find us on Facebook, uh, our YouTube channel. You can find us on Instagram. You can email us at thescatterabroadnetwork at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And again, we just appreciate so much uh, your encouragement and uh, your prayers on our behalf. And again, I hope and pray that this podcast, that this season, that this episode today will be helpful and be a blessing unto you. In our last study, our last episode, we examined Psalm 141. And today we want to come to Psalm 142. I want to invite you there. We want to again uh, by reading this poem, reading this psalm, which is a poem. It's a great, beautiful poetry. And here we have a pray, a prayer for relief from persecution. This is a contemplation of David when he was in the cave. And so let's read this together. I want to give you a few ideas after that of background material. And then we'll work through this text together before we close with some points of application that can hopefully help us whether the storm psalm one forty two I cry out to the Lord with my voice with my voice to the Lord, I make my supplication. I pour out my complaint before Him, I declare before Him my trouble. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then you knew my path in the way in which I walk. They have secretly set a snare for me. Look on my right hand and see, for there is no one who acknowledges me. Refuge has failed me. No one cares for my soul. I cried out to you, O Lord. I said, You are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors. They are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise your name. The righteous shall surround me, for you shall deal bountifully with me. Psalm 142 is only seven verses long. But these seven verses are extremely powerful, especially in the context of weathering the storm. We noticed a moment ago that this is a contemplation of David, and that word in the Hebrew means instructive. So in other words, David is instructing us as to how we can go to God when we find ourselves in a spiritual cave. David is addressing God. We mentioned this as a prayer, but it's also a poem, and the language is extremely powerful when we think about the descriptive terms that are used. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But no doubt he's addressing God. Verse 1, verse 2, and verse 5 bring that out. It says that he was in a cave. And there are some different views on this. Rawlingson said he's, the ca- he's in the cave of Adullam, 1 Samuel 22. DeLich said he's in the cave of Engedi, First 1 Samuel 24. Haley said this is one of David's prayers in early life. While hiding in a cave from Saul. <laughs> it's a very simple way to do it. And that's the kind of the one that, that I like to, to go with there. It's just one of his prayers when he was on the run and he finds himself in a cave. Spurgeon said, If David would have prayed in his palace as he did in his cave, he might never have fallen into the act which brought much misery upon his later days. I thought that was a very powerful insight there. You know, David's prayer that we're about to read is when he finds himself in a deep, dark cave. You know, he's not doing this for publicity. He's not doing this like the Pharisees did to be seen of men. But no, this is a very sincere, heartfelt prayer to God when he found himself in a very dark place. You may be listening today and maybe you're in a spiritual cave. Maybe you're in an emotional or mental cave. You're in a dark place and, and you're, you're just trying to get out of it. I hope this study will help you. I pray that it will. David is under heavy persecution. And he recognizes that he can only find relief in the Lord. So let's go back and work through this text together, these seven verses together. First, notice with me the imagery. The imagery, in verses 1 through 3. I cry out to the Lord with my voice, and I make my supplication. You know, that language, cry out. We're reminded of Hebrews 5, 7. We're in the context there of our Lord who prayed. With those vehement cries, he cried out to the Lord. The ESV says, with my voice, I plead for mercy. He's crying out to God, and he's pleading for mercy. The word supplication means that you're calling on God to supply something for you. And again, he's asking that he will supply mercy. I'm crying out to God. He says, I pour out my complaint. That's better translated, I pour out my meditation. He's not complaining, but rather he's meditating and he's focusing on his God. This verse 2, I pour out. The word in Hebrew means to gush. I gush out what I am thinking about. In other words, I'm telling God exactly what's on my mind. And you and I, when we go to prayer, we need to have that mentality as well. You know, don't try to, to hide anything. Bear your soul when you pray to God. That's, that's what God desires. And who else can we go to and to do that? We can confide in friends and we can confide in, you know, other other people, but ultimately we need to be able to confide in God and to break the barriers down and to go to him and to pour out our soul unto him. So he says, I cry out to the Lord, I pour out my complaint or my meditation. Then he says, I declare before him my trouble. ESV simply says, I tell him my trouble. When's the last time that you told God about your trouble? And just spent some time telling God. And in the in the moment of doing that, have you ever just stopped to realize, you know what, God already knows this. <laughs> God knows exactly what I'm going through. Um, He, he knows what's going to happen after this. He's already in tomorrow. And yet still, He desires that we come to Him and to make these things known unto Him, even though He already knows it. So the word declare here in the Hebrew means to announce fully, And boldly, and so we piece this together. The imagery that the picture that we that we see here is: I cry out to the Lord with my voice, and I make my supplication. I pour out my complaint. I gush out what I'm thinking about in this moment in time. I tell my trouble. I declare it unto God. And with those thoughts in mind, we think about Hebrews four fifteen and sixteen. If we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. There's this mentality in this, this picture, this imagery, of approaching the throne boldly. When we need mercy and when we need help, God says, come to me. And because of Jesus and what he did for us, we have that privilege. Of approaching God through Him, and what a great, great blessing that is. We continue to think about the imagery. David says, "When my spirit was overwhelmed within me," similar language is found in Psalm seventy-seven three. And I, I did some search on research on this word "overwhelmed," and the Hebrew means from the idea of darkness. And so, in other words, when my spirit is covered with darkness, in essence, a dark cloud that covers my soul. Spurgeon said, David was covered with a cloud, crushed with a load, confused with difficulties, and conquered by impossibilities. You may feel the exact same way. Covered with a cloud, crushed with a load, confused with difficulties, and conquered by impossibilities. Talk about weathering a storm. And you can apply that to all kinds of different areas or avenues. Think about losing a loved one. Crushed with a low, confused with difficulties. What about crushed with financial burden? Or marital problems? Or maybe just struggling with your faith? David knew what it felt like. To have his spirit overwhelmed, covered by a dark cloud. ESV says, when my spirit faints... Christian Standard Bible says, "When my spirit is weak, David, this isn't the first time he felt this way. This isn't the only time he felt this way. For example, we have these passages that remind us that David felt this way a lot: Psalm fifty-five five, sixty-one two, seventy-eight fifty-three, one o two, one twenty-four four. When you go and read those passages, you can you can hear the voice of David, you can hear that this is a man who's who's really really struggling." There's a man who's found himself in a storm. And so the imagery is so important for us as we read this. And and to try to picture what David is going through as he's he's sitting up in this cave. Perhaps he's just in the darkness, total darkness. And he's crying out to God. And he's overwhelmed. And he's pleading for mercy. In verse 4, let's continue thinking about David in that cave. As we notice the word isolation. We've noticed the imagery, now let's notice the isolation. David says and alludes to the fact that God knew his path and the traps that were set for him. There were others who were trying to, to trap him, trying to, to find him and to persecute him. David said, look on my right hand and see, there is no one who acknowledges me. Refuge has fell me, no one cares for my soul. David says, I'm isolated. I am on my own as I go through this. No one even cares for my soul. Have you ever felt that way? You're going through something very difficult and you say, you know what? Nobody cares. Nobody cares And I'm going through this. I'm all by myself having to navigate through this. This is just something I'm going to have to deal with and I don't really care to do it right now. You ever been there? David was there. He really, genuinely felt like there was nobody there for him. He said, my refuge has failed me. No one cares for my soul. No one hears me. Nobody's at my right hand. Nobody's, Nobody's helping me. And you know what? From a worldly perspective, that can very well happen. But when you look into God, that's never the case. God does love you. God does care for your soul. So much so that he sent his only begotten son to die for you that your soul could be saved. I'm reminded of the hymn, Where Could I Go But To The Lord? Living below in this old sinful world, hardly a comfort can afford. Where could I go but to the Lord? <laughs> you think about going to to friends and, and, and to even loved ones and those who are very close to you, but there's nobody. There's no friend like the Lola Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. The Lord's the one that we need to go to when we're in that difficult time, when we feel isolated. Let's remember, as Christians, we're not. We're never isolated. We're never alone. Because he, the one who cannot lie, has promised, I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. What shall I fear? You and I can grab... uh, You know, have great, great confidence in that. And that when we feel isolated, we're really not. And that brings us to the final point. We think about the consolation, verses 5 through 7. David is calling out to God in a very difficult time. He feels like he's all alone. But then as he closes out this psalm, there's almost as if there's a recognition of the fact that he's not by himself. So again, the consolation. I cried out to you, O Lord, and I said, You are my refuge. Friends, let me, let me encourage you to do something. When you pray to God, go ahead and say, You are my God. You are the one whom I serve. You are the one who I love. I remember Hiram Kent one time saying uh, the phrase, You know, well, that goes without being said. You know, we need, there's some things we need to go ahead and say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We think about, and the psalmist would say, this is one of those things that that we need to say these things and saying it, speaking it out and, and just reminding ourselves of who our God is for us. So he said, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Attend to my cry for I am brought very low. David recognized I'm in a very difficult place. So, deliver me from my persecutors. They're stronger than I am. Bring my soul out of prison. Why? That I may praise your name. The righteous shall surround me, for you shall deal bountifully with me. Four things that he recognizes about God as we think about the consolation he was able to receive. Number one, he says, You are my refuge. How many times in the Psalms and how many times this season have we emphasized that word? My refuge, the place that I go for shelter, the place that I go for protection. God is our refuge and strength. Psalm 46. Number two, he says, You are my portion. You are my portion. You're the one who can be there for me and satisfy me and help me to get through this. Number three, You are my deliverer. That's what we find there in verse six. Deliver me from my persecutors. Only God can do that. And then finally, he says, You are my. Redeemer, that's verse seven. Bring my soul out of prison. This word redeem means to buy back. I love the passages in the New Testament that emphasize redemption. We haven't been redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. First Peter one eighteen and nineteen. We have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Ephesians one seven. Redemption. David has great consolation because even though he's in the cave, even though his enemies are surrounding him, God is his refuge. God is his portion. God is his deliverer. God is his redeemer. Are we able to say the same thing? I hope and pray that we are. Spurgeon said, when we can begin a psalm with crying, we may hope to close it with singing. The voice of prayer soon awakens the voice of praise. We find ourselves in the spiritual cave. Let's go to God. I'll share with you three ways in which this psalm, Psalm 142, can help us weather the storm. Number one, need to remember that even in the deepest, darkest cave, God can hear us and He can help us. You know, there are places that we go in our own minds that nobody else can go. There's dark places. There's difficulties that we face. Let's remember, God is the one who can go there with us and bring us out. In Him is light. There is no darkness at all. First John one five. When you find yourself in that darkness, gravitate to the light, knowing that He can help you get through it. Number two, when we are overwhelmed and isolated, God is able to grant us the comfort we need. He is the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our tribulations second corinthians one three David felt overwhelmed and isolated, but he knew to go to the right source. You and I must have the same mentality. Number three and finally, times of trouble help us appreciate the highs and the lows that life can afford Again. we go back to James one, two through four. James says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing this, the trying of your faith, it actually works patience. It's going to make you stronger. It's going to help you gain in stamina and endurance. So when I'm going through good times, let's thank God for that. Let's make sure that we're bolstering and strengthening our faith so when the bad times do come and we anticipate that, that we can overcome it and know, you know what, I'm going to get stronger because of this. And so as we go on this, the sea of life and with the ups and downs and the waves, sometimes the calm, the the sea is very calm and sometimes the waters are raging. So let's appreciate the highs and the lows, knowing that God is with us through all of them. I hope and pray that this study of Psalm 142 has been helpful for you as it has been very helpful for me. We've pointed out the imagery with David's prayer, the isolation that he felt, but ultimately the consolation that he had knowing that god was with him and dear friend you and i can have consolation as well knowing that god is with us as we weather the storm may god richly bless you and i thank you so much for listening today what's up guys it's caleb and michael over here from the scattered abroad network and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode yeah we're so thankful to the east hill church of christ for overseeing this network and we're grateful to god for this opportunity And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.